0: What's up y'all it's miles the millennial the millennial who's actually not a millennial but it's said no, and you guys are listening to episode two of millennials with a mindset and we have two very successful and promising guests today we got paris brown and yo, tony yo. p you know what i'm saying paris is in graduate school right now for dentistry tony p run Smiles by Dr. Price in Memphis. He's like the number one cosmetic dentist in all of Memphis. And yeah, he's, we have some heavy hitters today. So we're gonna get it started. Um, Paris, if you wanna go first, just, you know, introduce yourself and kick off the conversation you morning.
1: What's up, people? Um, My name is Paris Brown. Uh, Just graduated in 2019 from Fish University uh, with a bachelor's in biology. Currently a second year dental student at the Dental College of Georgia at Augusta University. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. Miles is my man. He's doing his thing out here. He's grinding. Uh, And I look forward to some good conversation.
0: All right, Tony P., if you give us a little introduction, man.
2: Yes, sir. Man, I hate introductions, man. It's, like, really hard to introduce yourself, man. I hate that. But uh, Anthony Price, man. I'm a physics graduate, uh, class of 2004. I'm a Herod graduate, 2009. I'm a dentist. Located in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I've been a dentist for about 10 years uh, strong, man. Uh, It's beautiful, man. It's really a blessing. Happy to be here and and chopping it up with you guys, man. Nothing but respect for you, Miles, for putting this together.
0: (laughs) Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, you know, I know there's been a lot going on. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You know, graduate school, work, business ownership. You know, all this is going on at a very you know, treacherous time. How would you guys say you've been dealing with the pandemic? And Tony P, I kind of, matter of fact, I want to pose the first question to you. How have you seen business change and or have you changed your business strategy because of the pandemic?
2: Oh, Oh, man, the pandemic, man, has been crazy. I mean, you know, especially being a dentist and, you know, with what's going on with the coronavirus, being in people's mouths, and it's really, like, been unsettling to even attempt to even do what I've been doing over these years. I mean, but I just uh, strapped up my boots, man. And I <clears throat> I did a lot of research on the virus and ways to keep, you know, my staff, myself, and my patients safe. So I've had to alter a lot of things. You know, luckily, uh, you know, I focus on cosmetic dentistry. So that means that I don't really just have to see a lot of patients. So I I typically see only like one or two patients a day. So that helps out a lot. So it makes it a lot easier For me to monitor the uh you know the patient flow man i'm not sitting around running riding around on roller skates like the typical thing like i used to do you man. i just see like 30 40 patients a day so uh you know i've done some things with my practice man you know i got air filters now we do you know screening as far as like you know certain questions with coronavirus i'm still waiting on a good test to come out where i can test people but it's just one of those things man you just got to put faith in god man and uh and uh, make things happen, man, basically. But, uh, I mean, it's it's really taken a toll on a lot of people's business, myself included. I had to close my office down for like two or three months. And that's really got, you know, caused a backlog lo- back, uh, of appointments in my office and everything. But for the most part, man, you know, actually, man, you know, with what I do, man, people still want their teeth done. And I think that it's caused a lot of people to be in a mood of, like, depression. And now they want to smile, you know, so Whoa. it kind of fits right in. It fits right into the to the equation, man. I mean, I don't know, man. It's crazy, but man, it's it's kind of recession proof, it seems like, you know. But I'm not trying to be arrogant or anything like that. But man, my business really has uh has grown through this whole thing and it's really a blessing, man. And I'm just thankful to be able to uh provide a service that's needed. That's what's up.
0: Paris, you being in graduate school. I would assume there's probably many questions you would have for Tony P. You know, is there anything that comes to mind that you would want to ask somebody that's successful in a field that you're trying to be in? I mean, he that's my he's it. in the
2: field. Come
1: yeah. On <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot, Just speaking for, you know, he's, he's currently a dentist, but being a dental student, you know, there's also things I missed out on. Uh, so all of my classes and everything have been online. Uh, Right now, during my D2 year, we're supposed to be giving each other anesthesia and taking impressions on each other and just just doing a whole bunch of procedures on each other, basically learning uh, before we start seeing patients, supposed to be next semester, but hopefully COVID act right so that I'm able to get my uh, early hands-on experience. But um, like I said, we've been doing classes and stuff online. Uh, It's a little different, but uh, as far as lab experience, we're going back now. But people in my school have tested positive for COVID. And, mm. you know, it, it's, it's kind of like scary, but, you know, at the same time, I can, I can only keep my immune system up, drinking my tea, my elderberry uh, tea, <laughs> echinaceas, and all, all the herbs, you know, just keeping myself healthy. Um, but it for sure, it's taking a toll. But I can only imagine, you know, like like uh, Dr. Price said, you know, it's it's like crazy. You got to shut down your business, like, for two or three yeah. months. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it is essential. If you think about it in a way, people, 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 a lot of people are insecure and won't smile or, or smile with they, they mouth closed, you know, because of some insecurity about their teeth. So everybody wants to have a, a nice smile and look good. When you look good, you feel good, you know? So I think it's good that business in that aspect has kind of been consistent you know especially since after the closing and everything but yeah that's how school going every everybody i know who's also in grad school is still doing it online and eventually talking about going back so we'll see
0: man i think you you just brought up a a really both of you brought up an interesting point with you know life is going to throw you in circumstances that you're not always going to be prepared for that you're not going to foresee you know and i feel like it's a a a A testament to the type of man you are, especially, and I want to speak on being a black man, it's a testament to being a strong black man, being able to deal and roll with the punches when when blows are coming at you in life, and being able to still be strong and, and fight through those things and adjust to come out on the other side stronger and better. You know, what is your mindset like, Tony P, to be able to adjust on the fly in the middle of a pandemic to be able to not only have business be successful, but to make it boom? You know, like, this is booming. How do you even get that mindset? Because I think the people listening to this, they need to understand what in life got you to this point where you have the mindset that says, you know, I can adjust to this. This is just another minor obstacle. What got you there?
2: I mean, man, honestly, man, just going through life, man, you're going to have ups and downs. I mean, everything is not always going to be perfect. You have to have failures in life to be able to know what it's like to succeed. Like, Paris, you're in school right now you're going to fail some exams. You're going right. to you're going to mess up. You're going to fuck up. You go you know it's going to happen, man. You know uh when I look for an associate dentist to come join my practice, I'm looking for, I'm not looking for the straight A student. I'm looking mm. for the C student that, that that's used to failure. Because mm. that person that's always used to succeeding, they're not going to know how to adjust in real life situations. Exactly. You know yep. what I mean? So I mean, I mean, I was in school, and I, and I hate to even mention these things, but I was in school with a lot of people. I could tell when they came through college, they were straight A students, and when they got to dental school, you know, they failed a couple of exams, and it really like messed them up. Man, I had a couple of people in school with me that killed themselves. The guy that sat right next to me at hair yeah. shot himself in the head. He couldn't handle the pressure. Wow. You know what wow. I mean? So. Uh, that, really fu- that really messed me up, man. And uh, you've, got to, you've got to be able to experience a little rain to enjoy the, to, in, to you know, appreciate the sunshine. They always, you know, it's a, it's a quote by Isaac Hayes that I love, man, that he said that, uh, you know, Isaac Hayes has a lot of ties with Memphis. And he said that Memphis is like a rose. You have to endure the thorns to enjoy the fragrance of the rose. And that is what life is about. You know, everything's not gonna be all gravy at all times. You're gonna have ups and downs. You have to know how to come up from those, from those downs, you know, to keep going, man. You just like, you know, like a sailor, you know, uh, you can't control the storm and the wind, but you can adjust the sail. So all you have to do is be adaptable, man, and just and just do what you can to make it. You know, I hate to keep telling all these cliche quotes, but here's another one of my great, <laughs> here's, a- <laughs> here's another quote I love, man. Uh, Mike Dicker. Y'all know who Mike Dicker is, the yeah, Hall of Fame on, football man. coach. Yeah. One of his quotes, and this is something I live by, you have to find a way or make a way. And that's mm. what I live by. Yeah.
0: You know, P, you, me and you, we've had a, a history together. You know, I've known you since my freshman year, Harrison, and it's been a, a journey together. We've been through a lot of ups and downs. And I feel like one thing that we have, Always been a very you know strong tandem on is we don't let those down moments you know hold us back from what it is we really want, you know. And I think me and you we have two different stories as to how we grew up, how we were raised. So, how do you maintain a mindset that gets you through obstacles? And my second question to you will be is do you think we struggle? Why do you think we as a generation struggle with dealing with constant dealing with uncontrollable situations or you know bad things happening to us why do we fold under pressure and why do some people succeed
1: okay so to to answer the first question uh i think what keeps me going is 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 just the burning desire of always wanting more you know i i i grew up in a, a single parent home we weren't wealthy or anything uh, granted my mom was educated but and, and I feel like that helped in a lot of ways. Um, but I know that all that my people had to go through, all that Black people have had to endure for, for centuries now, it's like thinking about that, like my ancestors on my back. You know, I, mm. I, I got to go hard because I have the opportunity to do so. I have to keep pushing because somebody else may not be able to do it. And, and for a while, my people weren't able to do it. So I just feel like anything that I want to do, I'm going to go get it, you know. And, you know, no matter how I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it with integrity. But I got to get what I want in life um, because nobody's going to do it for me. And yeah. so I think dreaming big and everything in my head has always been like, you know, it, it just won't happen. I have to go make it happen. And so that's something I've always been doing. Now, as far as your second question, like, you know, when you hear like older people say like, oh, this, this microwave generation, like, we're, we're, I think we're spoiled in a lot of ways. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think we aren't disciplined in a lot of ways. And and I feel like being spoiled and having a lack of discipline obviously has caused this quote unquote microwave generation that, you know, we don't, we don't know what to do when we can't have something our way or, or have Mm -hmm. something quick and immediate where we, we don't, we don't have a sense of delayed gratification for anything. If something happens that we didn't want to happen immediately, we like, oh, well forget that. And I ain't doing this or, or, you know, the whole attitude changing everything and I feel like life, you know, like like Ant was saying, like, you know, you you gotta go through the thorns first to get that fragrance. Like you you can't (laughs) just you can't just have everything you want in life. Like life is about learning. And and I don't I don't take losses. I I take lessons. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's a word right there. Yeah.
2: You're right about that man. Let me let me just piggyback on what he said, man. You know what I do now, I do a lot of composite veneers and people don't see the failures that went on like you know how many times the stuff I was doing failed you know what I mean everything is not all peaches and creams like I learned way more and I'm sure uh, Miles and Paris you guys can both you know agree with this that uh, you're going to learn way more with your failures than you do with the successful outcome like I'm trying new things I'm trying new innovative things right now and the first time I tried it it failed I'm trying some 3D like high tech composite veneer stuff just to cut down on the time doing it the first one I did a couple weeks ago it failed horribly but I learned some valuable things about that you know so that's what it's about man
0: man I think the issue that we face in this generation I think it all everything that y'all are saying comes down to one simple principle and and it's entitlement we have a lot of entitlement for the very reasons that you talked about like Think about it. The generation that we're in, we've only known technology. Most of us were raised by younger parents who are so used to, you know, they came into the technology age. So they kind of have some of that grit, but they also have some of that, you know, well, let's make it take the easier way. And I think that entitlement has caused people to not be able to recognize that, look, the world don't owe you nothing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody owes you anything. And so whenever things go bad, they just... Why is this? Why is that? And it's like, dude, because life. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what life is. It, it isn't gonna always go in your favor. It isn't always gonna work the way you want to. And nobody owes you that. When you go through breakups in, in in relationships, that person didn't owe to spend the rest of their life with you. They owed themselves to do what made them happy. You know what I'm saying? When you going through college and you going through, you know, you know, graduate school and in your business endeavors and careers, nobody. It needs to give you a handout for nothing and honestly you shouldn't even take it you know everything is earned not given and to speak to your point you make a a great quote that that i live by is that life isn't isn't about avoiding the storms it's about learning how to dance in the rain you know it's about changing your mindset in order to change your life you know you, you have to be able to sit there and say you know what things are bad and I have to become such a mentally strong person that I flip my perspective about it. Are things really bad or is this making me stronger? You know what I'm saying? Am, am I really losing or am I learning? And, and speaking of learning, one thing I noticed on your page, uh, Tony P, you know, you're you're awfully successful with what you're doing already. You are, you know, really out here, I'm sure making plenty of money and living uh, what could be a, com- a comfortable life, man. And you could be content with that and keep doing what you're doing. But I feel like you touched on a major key to success. I looked at a post you had the other day, and you were enrolled in a course from another dentist. Mm -hmm. And and he is teaching a a classroom full of people, you know, how to do something, whatever it was. It may have been what you were talking about. And to me, it screamed to me. It's like, yo, he's a student to, to the game. He doesn't think that just because he's now successful and has reached right. some acclaim and fame that he is above learning and a, and that he can just sit here and wait. Like his legacy is being built day by day, and the only way that happens is if he humbles himself enough to make himself a student. Why is that? Why you went and did that? What made you go do that?
2: Well, man, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because uh, you know, when you're when you when you're doing your craft, wherever whatever it may be, dentistry, you know, music, dance you know, it's very easy to get complacent once you reach any type of success. I've, I've I found myself guilty of that at times. Like, you know, this is going good. I'm just gonna sit back and chill and let it all come in. But you always need to push yourself to be better because, you know, most crafts that are worth even trying, you will never be the best. You'll never master it, ever, especially, especially dentistry. Things are changing so much in dentistry. There's, there's no way you can ever say you're the best dentist. You know you're dealing with the human body and things are always changing like i was saying but uh that definitely motivated me man to go see this guy uh marshall Hanson was his name is i think that's who you're talking about yeah. and he's he's real renowned he's like the highest level of cosmetic dentistry and i was doing my thing you know for a couple of years before i even went to his course so i just wanted to see what he was doing to see if was anything i could like you know if it was just one little thing that i could gain from what he knows then that will be, you know, beneficial to myself and and what I'm trying to do with my craft and my dreams and pursuing what I'm doing and everything. So you always want to push yourself, never get complacent. No matter how much success you get, never get complacent because you can always be better, you know what I mean? And uh, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. (laughs) Paris, you know, we talking
0: about continuously trying to work on yourself and and work on your craft, but I think there's a a life lesson that can be applied beyond just in your career field and actually touch on your manhood and uh um, who you are just as a person as a strong man. How would you say what would you say is a man's role? You know what I'm saying? And even more importantly, because mm. we know what our target audience is, man, a black man's role. What would you say that is? Whew.
1: That's a that's a loaded gun question right there. That's a big one. Um a black man's role, man. I feel like first is um uh, first is a is a is a leader um, a protector an educator um and i say I say leader protector and educator because you know I, I'm not gonna get biblical or anything or say you know man is the head, woman's the neck or blah 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 blah, <laughs> but i feel like I feel like our, our job as a man and especially as a black man is to one, protect our, our women, protect ourselves, protect our women, that's, that's thing number one. Um, educate them and lead them in a positive way. So what, whatever way you see your family going, whatever direction you see that you know going in, I feel like it's our, it's our first and foremost job to, to lead and do it in a positive way because you're not just doing it for yourself. I, I think, you know, and I, Miles, I know you can attest to this, what makes a good leader is not doing everything yourself. It's yeah. being able to follow. So yeah. I, I feel like, you know, as, on, a man, as a man, as a man, you have to be able to adapt and adjust and, and, and see other people's weaknesses and see other people's strengths and, and be able to kind of accumulate everything and, and put it all together and lead your family in the right direction because it's not just about you and what you got going on. You're affecting your, your your family, your your wife, your children, your parents. You know, a lot a lot of weight is on your back. And I feel like, especially as a black man, and this can get deep, but the, but the black family in general tends to be broken. And yeah. a big a big piece of that is the missing man. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and throw no facts about men in prison and blah 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 blah. Uh, because I feel like there's those numbers are changing in a positive way for us, but um, for sure we have to still be there. Our presence is needed, and 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 in order for for us to up come to come up as a people, um, it starts in the family. It starts yeah. in the family, and that takes a man and woman. Yeah. So I think I think we as our, our role as a black man is to one be there, be present,
0: um, lead, educate, and protect. But yeah. Man, that's that's a good point. And when you talk about leading, you know, a lot of people have a horrible or a misconception about what leadership really is. Like leadership, like you said, it's not always about being in the face or being in the front. It's about knowing how to, to me, the biggest thing a leader can do is empower others to be able to go and pursue what they exactly. do best and and, and, and and really shine. A leader doesn't have to be the one that says all the empowering words and, and, and is the, 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 in front of the cameras all the time. You know. If you know how to lead, people should be able to do what you do. You know what I'm saying? People should be able to, to, to feel comfortable enough to step up to the plate and say, you know what, my leader has taught me enough, like you said, educate, so that I can go out here in this world and do what I need to do and, and lead others. I think it's about passing that ladder back down. You know, it's, it's about being for the lowest and the highest as, as a leader. It's servant. Servant leadership is so yeah. crucial. If you can't serve, you know, I was, I was reading a book where it says, you know, if, if, if you can't go and, and give the janitor at your company the same respect and love and care that you give your top professional and, and, and C-suite person, then you don't deserve to lead them. You don't deserve to lead them, man, because your heart ain't in the right place. Your mindset isn't in the right place. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our pride as men, and Tony P, I want to direct this this next question to you. I think a lot of our pride is, as men has has put us in positions to where we don't recognize that, like Pear said, it's not always about being at the top quote Sometimes being the leader and being the head of the household means you got to know you got to let your woman
1: yep, hey, be the right. one You got to know when to when to when lay in the cut, lay low.
0: Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah. so, so Tony P, man, you have a little bit more wisdom on us, you know what I'm saying, and dealing with women and, and, and all of that. Why do you feel we struggle as men with fulfilling our role?
2: Well, I think it's an ego thing, man, to be honest. Like you were saying, you have to know when to let that woman lead. You know, when you get married, you know, you have to join forces and, uh, you know, benefit from the strength of your woman and let her take over some things and just sit back. You know, we can't always be a raging bull, to so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that your woman can do that you is no is no way you could do it. Yeah. You know, um, you basically, man, you, you got to you got to know, you know where you stand, and you know the sense of that sense of entitlement that we always have as being a man and He-Man. Like, I grew up watching He-Man and all this, you know, real macho type stuff and Hulk Hogan. I wanted to be Hulk Hogan and my favorite movie was the Gremlins and, and all that type <laughs> of stuff. I know that ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but I'm just saying, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say is, man, basically you got to live, you know, the woman is our backbone, man. You have to find yourself a good woman. I know it's hard to do. Uh, But when you do find that one, you have to empower her man, because your wife in particular will hold you down like mine is take she's not working. She's, you know, we've been blessed enough to where she's not working and now she's at home, uh, you know, take care of our kids and stuff like that when I'm at work doing what I need to be doing and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, you got to. It's all about the roles, man. You got to play your role. And just be supportive of each other, for the most part. Yeah. Man, that the last question—I feel like I was re- like no, you all did. All you, I don't know. you you answered it perfectly. <laughs> you,
0: you, you basically outlined the fact that our ego, you know, which is based on a lot of things that we've been pushed since we was kids, puts us in a place to where we we haven't been able to lower ourselves. And right. you know, a leader is able to know when he needs to lower. And when he needs to raise himself, when he needs to step up, when he needs to fall back. And right. that's basically what you just hit on, man. That's what you just hit on. And I guess the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap this conversation up, something Paris, I know me and you have talked about. You have a lot of hair on your head. You're going into <laughs> dentistry. I remember your grad school. <laughs> I remember your grad school interviews. They telling you, <laughs> Paris, if you want to be successful in the dentistry field, you're going to have to cut your hair. You chose not to. Why?
1: Uh, discretion advised to to your listeners. Fuck that, okay? Fuck it. <laughs> Come on. I like, am yeah. a black man. I am Paris. I am me. Right. And what I got sitting on top of my head has nothing to do with what's in my head. What with these these tattoos I got on my arms and got nothing to do with what's in my head. It has no no type of correlation at all to who I am as an individual. If anything, it's a, it's a form of self-expression. So why I chose to keep my hair? I got a couple tats, but I'm finna get even more tatted. Why? Because one, it's something I wanna do. And that shouldn't have any effect on what I'm doing professionally so long as I'm professional while doing it. Exactly, right. And, and, and also in the field, and I don't know if Tony P want to speak on this, but I feel like it's okay to change the face of dentistry. Yeah, What what what, what dentist? What dentist you know got a man bun? I'll wait. <laughs> Dr. Brown. You know what I'm saying? It's me. Yeah, and guess what? I'm going to be good at what I'm doing. And, and you know, I just feel like, you know, stereotypically when you think of a dentist, you think of an older white gentleman, and you know, right. old dirty money. And, you know, that that's, that's what it is. But guess what? Times are different now. You know? They are. Uh, uh, everybody has tattoos now. Guys exactly. are wearing long hair now and I don't have my hair just cause I want to be cool. To me, it's a spiritual connection. And mm-hmm. and so I'm not willing to let that go for anybody because it's God first. So, so I feel like if you want to judge me based off of my man bun, I got going on then one, you're probably hating and your girl looking, but two that <laughs> yeah, ain't right. got nothing to do with uh, <laughs> how good I'm doing professionally. And, and I feel like I have a lot to offer as a human being, as a person in general. Um, and so, when it comes to in, in professional settings, and luckily, I feel like dentistry is a little different from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, normal corporate America. Corporate America. There we go. Um, it's a little bit different. Uh, I think you. I think you can bring a little more personality, but still, even in corporate America, like Wired laws just now coming out for Black women to wear their hair naturally. Like, this yeah. this how my hair grow. You know what I'm saying? So why I gotta right? keep it all well I got to do something to make you feel a certain way yeah and I feel like you know honestly as black people in general I feel like we have to do that a lot more I got a code switch Mm -hmm. I gotta I gotta cover up everything I gotta lay my hair back so it doesn't oh what did she have going on I don't know how many times I had to almost slap somebody for trying to grab my bun like you know it's just a lot of stuff we got to go through so I don't know Tony if you want to speak on that a little more
2: Man, I I really appreciate you saying that, man. And that's very huge, especially in dentistry, man. I mean, I totally feel what you're saying about the stereotypes of what a dentist should be, and wearing this white coat and shirt and tie and stuff, man. Times are changing, man. And I think, and I've learned that, you know, being yourself is going to be your most valuable asset as a dentist. Because guess what? You got the you got the hair bun on, you got tattoos on, and guess who's coming to see you? folks with tattoos, and they're going exactly. hair buns, they're going to listen to yeah. the same music you listen to. Yep. And you're going to be able to relate to them. And that's what separates right. a good dentist from the, the rinky dink dentist that made straight A's in school.
0: And that's all right. they know. Relatability. It's some
2: old, uh, some factual. See, you, when a dentist, you know, dentists are funny people, man. I've been around, my dad's a dentist, so I've been around dentists my whole life. And they're really weird people, man. It's like, you know, <laughs> A dentist is the type of guy that, uh, you know, he made straight A's all through school. He's isolated. He doesn't really like, he's not social. I'm not saying I'm the most sociable person because I have my little quirks and stuff like that <laughs> where I like to be by myself too. But I, I consider myself to be a little bit different than most dentists. I do, you know, I'm, I'm able to, you know, conversate with people and have interpersonal skills on a different level, you know, as opposed to most dentists. So, when it, when, You know, I had a patient come in my office one time on a Friday. It was kind of some downtime, and I had Future playing in my speaker system in my office. Future, you know what I'm saying? The rapper. <laughs> she came in there talking crazy like, oh, y'all are so unprofessional and this and that. Why are you listen to Future? I've been knocking on the door. And I'm like, damn. I'm like, you don't like Future? You don't listen to Future? She said, yeah, I listen to Future. I'm like, why can I use I the future? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's not like that, man. I think uh, what's going to make you really successful, Paris, is your ability to relate to pages on on that type of level. And that's what you know. Dentistry is a very intimate business. I mean, we're right there with people. Ninety percent of the thing with dentistry is being able to right. talk to people, man, and and, and relate to what they want to do and and have that connection with them. So you can't be like a stiff neck uh, guy running around with a shirt and tie on, talking to all this that's scientific right to all type stuff. You know, yeah. all the time. I mean, you have to know those things, but the interpersonal skills is what's very important. That's why I started okay. doing Zoom consultations for my business because I wanted to be able to talk to people before they come. And me not doing that really took away like my greatest asset as a dentist is being able to relate to someone, right, on whatever think, level they're on.
1: I I think relatability goes with dentistry, but any profession. You know, people exactly. Yeah, people, you're right. And, 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 and Tony P, I look up to you. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of females I know follow you like, oh, who that dentist up there in Memphis? They just uh, obsessed with who you are. they obsessed with who you are. There's plenty of other good cosmetic dentists out there. But you're, you're Tony P. You are who you are. You're Dr. Price. You know, so that's what you're bringing to the table. People are able to relate to you. And I think in dentistry or any field, you don't, you don't go to uh, Chick-fil-A just because the food is good. But they make you but feel exactly. good when you walk up in there. You are right, like, they do. So it, it, I don't know, know. we, your, got, a, we got a
2: Chick-fil-A we, <laughs> we got a Chick-fil-A here in Memphis, man that's borderline crazy, I mean <laughs> I don't <laughs> know uh, in <laughs> y'all should come see this, it's the only Chick-fil-A ai ever seen that's like that, I love them the but they, they're getting there sometimes <laughs> you know, I love Chick-fil-A Chick-fil-A has a great business model, man they really do. Man, so
0: before we wrap, I just wanted to, you know, kind of wrap up that thought and I think the, the key thing that both of you are trying to say is at the end of the day, authenticity, authenticity will always prevail. You know, being real, being yourself is the most valuable thing you could ever do. You know, Absolutely. it's the biggest investment that you could ever make. That's going to for sure pay off. And, you know, I think one thing that we truly struggle with is we are either told by, you know, corporate America and and the traditional American system that you have to be a certain way in order to be successful, which is not true. Or we're caught in a position where, okay, the only other way we're shown to look is by our entertainers and athletes. And so everybody tries to chase it in that way, man, the bottom line is don't chase anything, but what you feel you need to be. You know, when you lay down at night, what truly makes you happy? Is it because you like anime? you know is it because you are you know somebody who reads a lot is it because you enjoy sports or you have a a, a niche for golf whatever it is it doesn't matter and i say all those to say the untraditional things that are commonly associated with being black man be who you are because we need them all we need every last one of us and at the end of the day the only only way that we're going to prosper as a people you as an individual and, and us as a people is if we're keeping it real 100% of the time with each other. And we're not faking that fuck for nobody. So, I appreciate y'all for coming on today. We about to run out of time. This is episode two of Millennials with the Mindset. Parents, wish you the best. With your yes,
2: graduate sir. graduate school, we know you're gonna keep killing it, doing what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. I need parents, I need parents, I, I, <laughs> I parents to hurry up and get out of school, man. I need
0: some
2: on, on the way. I, I got, 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 got parents. Hey. bro. You need, he need to go. Hey parents are you we ready for you, brother? Tony you know, P, we you appreciate brother. you. We appreciate hey, you. man, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Keep doing your thing, Miles. I really love what you're doing, man. And just keep it up and keep you know striving for the best, bro.
1: Thanks. Much y'all. needed, Miles. definitely appreciate you, bro. Keep going, keep going, keep grinding, keep doing what okay. you're doing, bro.
2: Thank you.
0: And y'all know how I say it at the end of every single video, episode, book, everything I do. Change your mind. Change your, mind. Change your life. Change your life.